reading from John 10. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens a gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he had brought out all of his own, he goes out ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him, because they do not know the voice of the strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and they will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. Now I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Thanks be to God for this word. Amen. Would you pray with me for a moment? Holy and gracious God, as we gather together, though apart, May we know your Spirit's presence amongst us and within. Draw us close and whisper to us as we reflect upon your word to us. And may the words I offer bring glory to your name. Amen. Our readings for today began with the ever familiar and beautiful Psalm 23, a psalm of hope for these troubled days. Our Gospel reading from John 10 is full of imagery, of sheep, of gates, of shepherds, gatekeepers, thieves and bandits. This is the first half of Jesus' Good Shepherd discourse. I am the gate for the sheep, Jesus says. In my early 20s, I had the privilege of working at Osborne House, Queen Victoria's home on the Isle of Wight as a room steward and guide. After completing a history degree, this felt like a dream job for me. Something I noticed as I grew to know the place more was the huge number of different entrances and gates to the site and the building. Two enormous gatehouses with ornate wrought iron gates indicated the Queen's Gate and the Prince of Wales Gate. These were only ever used by members of the royal family, and that is mostly still the case even now. Within the house were the clearly defined Queen's entrance, Servant's entrance, Durbar Wing entrance, and the Duchess of Kent's entrance. I could go on, but I won't. There were some gates and entrances that were only opened for certain individuals. In John's Gospel, we hear Jesus' description of himself as both shepherd and gate. Jesus is the gate for the sheep, the entrance, the doorway, the expanding horizon ahead. He is the gate that keeps the sheep safe, that hems them in before and behind, providing safety and shelter and hope. Jesus, the shepherd, calls each by name, 
and they recognise his voice. What a glorious image this is. There is not one gate for the wealthy and another for the poor. One gate for the key worker and one gate for those furloughed. There is one gate, Jesus, the good shepherd whose very whisper can calm the hearts of the sheep, whose voice commands them to follow. And not just to follow anywhere, but to abundant life, the text tells us. For that is what Jesus desires for us. Even though in these challenging times that may seem beyond the grasp of our imagination, Yet even in these days, perhaps we could ask ourselves, what is life giving for us in lockdown? How have we become aware of God at work in our lives even now? What blessings have we seen? What might abundant life look like for us in this season? Is it going back to how we used to be or something so much more? I love in this text that we are explicitly told that Jesus' listeners do not understand his figure of speech. Friends, this gives me much hope as I try and find something helpful to say on this text. Jesus says, I am the gate, but he doesn't say that the gate is closed. Instead, he declares, whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. This is not a restrictive protection from Jesus. This is life giving green pastures, still waters, abundant life, freedom with security and a sure and certain hope. The gates and doors of our homes need to be closed at this time, which undoubtedly is a cause of great pain and heartache for so many of us. But are the gates of our hearts closed? Or are they open to all that Jesus longs for us to experience, even in these days? The Good Shepherd continuously calls our name. Will we open the gates of our hearts to the Shepherd? Psalm 23 reflects on the Lord as Shepherd, leading us to green pastures, beside still waters, restoring our souls. Yet all this comes in the context of walking through the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death, a place of death, destruction, despair and fear. Yet the psalmist speaks of a tender, loving Lord who journeys with us even into the valley of the shadow of death. This global pandemic has led us into a place where our very consciousness is bombarded by images of death, of pain, of suffering and loss, of untold horror. For many, this is the valley of the shadow of death, the darkest place we have ever been or experienced. Yet the psalmist never suggests that we will not walk through the darkest valley, but that the Lord, the shepherd, is with us always, never abandoning us, present in those who work in the intensive care unit, 
in the ward, in the care home, in the morgue or the funeral directors, in the supermarket, in the police station, on the bus, in the school, on an ambulance, so many other key workers and in our own homes through loneliness and claustrophobia, in overcrowding and fear of domestic violence, in shielding and social distancing. The shepherd is with us. So where might we hear the voice of the shepherd in these troubling times, calling our names, drawing us close? Where are our still waters and places of refreshment and restoration? In the midst of horror, pain and suffering, there is hope. For our Good Shepherd is with us in every moment, never leaving us, never withdrawing from the place of pain, leading us still as we hear the Shepherd's voice. So I conclude with a prayer written by the Bishop of Oxford. Let us pray. When we are isolated and alone, we remember God is with us. We place our hands in God's hands. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When we are tired and confused, he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters. When we are worn out with worry, he restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. When we are sick and afraid, and if we lose those we love, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. When we face difficulties today and we hope for a better tomorrow, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. In the face of trouble of all kinds, we remember Jesus' promise of life beyond death. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen.